This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Thanks, everyone. Double fisting. <laughs> it's that time of the day at this point. We are two episodes deep and recording today, so we gotta I'm good. it out. Oh no, I'm I'm kicking we it. Got and this. I actually really love this topic. Yeah. So well it was your idea. I didn't even know Really? What did I I don't know, but you did it like a couple of episodes back. You're like, Oh yeah, there is this connection and whatever. It's like scientifically proven at this point and I'm like, Well shit. Put on oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of research going into this topic, but I have a, I, I just love this topic a lot. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Okay, so we're going to be talking about the mind-gut connection, okay? So a lot of people don't know, but we, apart from our brain and our nervous systems and all of that, we do have something called the enteric nervous system, and it connects. Both of them kind of right. connect, okay, all together. And it's very complex. There's a lot of new research coming out on it. No, I'm not a professional at all, you know. Or how can I say it? There still has, there's still a lot of studies that need to be done in order to like really describe. (laughs) So there's a lot of research that still needs to be done. You know, sometimes I do come across some articles that are like, does this really provide like any benefit? Is this really, what is that? Oh, that's Newman barking. Oh, 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 okay. I thought it was Mario. (laughs) I was like, something's wrong with Mario. Yeah. Okay. Mario's like, like that. I know. I'd be like, yeah, somebody's yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yes, yeah, sometimes we do uh, come across some articles that are a little bit questionable on whether there truly is like anything you know, that could be done about the microbiome and its connection right. and like all these things. That's, that's, that's a huge. To our brain and emotions and there's other diseases. Area study for that um, right now. But I'm a huge believer that nutrition is essential 100%. and a lot of things yeah um i'm not just like trying to be like oh a wellness junkie and telling you that you're gonna live a better life if you do this like you will okay yes but we're gonna be talking about the mind gut connection it was very interesting when i dove into this for research i was like wow there's a lot going into this yeah, it's very interesting and honestly it's very promising i feel like it's one of those fields in medicine that it's i think the more that people read about it yeah. the more people understand the more people are open to kind of maybe alter, like altering something in their daily lifestyle that yeah. could benefit them. Yeah, yeah. And in essence, what we're going to conclude in this, but I'm just going to say it from now because we are going to conclude in it. And it's kind of like what what the whole basis of this topic is, is that you are what you eat. Yeah. And we're going to explain why. Yeah. All, the, all the different reasons of why that's real. Yeah. So go right ahead. All right, so the mind-gut connection, it's a term used to describe the physical and chemical interactions between the brain and the digestive system. So kind of what I already said before, it involves the enteric nervous system, which is a network of more than 100 million nerve cells that can line the gastrointestinal tract. So basically, the whole entire gastrointestinal tract, it starts from the mouth all the way down to the esophagus, stomach, 
So small intestine, large intestine, colon, all of that. Huge. Okay? It's so it lines all of that. And then the enteric nervous system communicates with the central nervous system through the vagus nerve. If you guys didn't know, the vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve in the body. And there's a lot. The vagus does a lot. Okay? Yeah. And there's like a lot of practices using the vagus nerve. Yes. Like I think like um, yoga and things yeah. like that, like they try to activate it. Yeah, or there's like... nerve stimulators. Yeah. There's yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the vagus nerve does a lot. And so it basically, you know, goes through that. And then the enteric nervous system also produces neurotransmitters and hormones that can affect the brain's mood and cognition. Right. So for those of you that didn't know, I think I mentioned this in a couple episodes before, mm-hmm. but a lot of our serotonin actually is in the gut. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are a person that feels anxiety, depression, and all these things, you will likely have GI issues yeah okay so irritable bowel um crohn's crohn's those are more inflammatory yeah but yes like these things have been linked together so like wow (laughs) yeah and sometimes i feel like that's why some uh some medications can also give you like these gi symptoms as well so yeah well the first one that comes into mind is antibiotics but that one's like kind of like yeah, the antibiotics is more because of the bacteria that we have. Right. So remember, antibiotics don't know which is the bad bacteria and which is the good bacteria. It just uh, like obliterates It just everything. obliterates everything. So then when you have that disbalance, yeah, or that unbalanced, I should say, not disbalance, that's not a word, that <laughs> when you have that unbalanced I mean. microbiome, then you can have issues with reabsorption and stuff. So your poop is more watery and you have diarrhea and it's disgusting. All the fun stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> you know things like C. diff. You can get C. diff from certain oh, certain antibiotics or, like, overuse of antibiotics anyways. So the gut-brain connection has been studied for a really long time, but its full extent and mechanisms are still being explored. It is huge. Yeah. Like, the world of our gut and microbiome is just massive. And I think it's starting to get a lot of popularity now and a lot of more research is going into it and there really are a lot of things like showing connections Mm. like for example eczema yes i did hear about that so kids have a lot of eczema and we right now most most of the time we associate eczema with a topic disorder so maybe some allergies maybe some reaction or contact dermatitis yeah something that your body is like irritant to your skin if you have atp that's usually associated with asthma and allergies like i said before so then you can have atopic dermatitis so it's like a form of that just in a different way but now there's a lot of studies showing that eczema can actually be linked to your gut health so in kids gut health and I'm pretty sure that everyone can agree with me that the Western world's diet is not good. No. At all. No. Just the additives, the processed foods, like corn syrup. And everything. Everything out there. Yeah. um, That we're putting in our foods. Yeah. That we're putting in our foods and what we're giving our kids and stuff like that. And now they're coming out with research that there can be a link between eczema. Like we finally have an answer as to why things are happening and it's more things that I can even educate parents on yeah. because sometimes I get really frustrated parents that they're like, I don't know what to do with this eczema. I'm yeah. doing everything. I've eliminated all 
fragrances, alcohols, things with irritants and eczema foundation certified and all these things, but they still have eczema that it's probably improving, but not completely resolved. And they have no idea, like they want answers and there's no other things. There's no other asthma. There's no allergies. There's no family history. Yeah. So now I can say, Hey, there's a lot of studies going into that. Right. This could possibly be linked to the gut or gut health. And it, it just, it gives us more depth to something that we probably didn't have a straightforward answer, like everything else in medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And eczema has always been like such a topic of mystery. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. Oh, yeah. 100%. MR had eczema for like maybe year one, Mm -hmm. like before he was one year old. And my God. Terrible. It was awful. It was like you said, frustrating because you try all these things, you try the creams, you try all these things and it's still a mystery. You're like, I don't know what what else to do. You know? Yeah. Thankfully, he got over it. But there's kiddos out there that they're yeah five, six, whatever, and they still have eczema. Oh, no. Yeah. And luckily, we have a lot of medications that are now new and up and coming in the world of eczema. So there's meds that have literally been life changing for a lot of my patients. So however, it doesn't it doesn't stray away from the fact that we need to do more research mm-hmm. on things so that maybe we don't end up needing these medications. Maybe some yeah. changes in lifestyle or, or or maybe environmental factors that we can right. change that we have some control over that will improve these type of problems. Absolutely. And if it could be something as easy as eliminating something in your diet. Yeah. And then that will help your eczema. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like- I had a patient that she came in poor thing she was just it was just bad eczema okay bad i would say moderate to severe eczema mm. around her eyes around her face oh. all over her her limbs truncal type of eczema that the mom says sometimes the mom can't even sleep because she hears her scratching herself oh, no. the entire night and then but she says that she spends two months in the summertime with her dad in germany and that her eczema completely clears up in Germany. Oh, then it's clearly something that she's eating here versus over there then, right? Environmental. Or environmental, yeah, yeah. We don't... Well, we know that in Europe... Water? like Yeah, water, water too. Something that simple, yeah. Like, we know too. Listen to this. When mm-hmm. I went to Canada, like, mm-hmm. I, we go to, like, last year and then this year. I don't eat eggs. Yeah. That's my thing. I just don't like the taste of it. I don't know. There's something about eggs mm-hmm. that I'm not about. Canada, I eat eggs every fucking morning. <laughs> and I sought it out and it wasn't even, oh, like omelet, you know, that you barely taste. I, no, like I was eating egg. scrambled egg, like with nothing, no cheese, yeah. no anything, just full on egg. And I'm like, I can't do this at home. Yeah. No matter if I buy them organic and yeah. the whole shebang, pasture raids, whatever. Yeah. I can't. There's something about the taste here that I'm just like, it grosses me out. Yeah. Over there, delicious. Let me have it. Interesting enough that you said that, my mom, when we went to Canada recently, my mom suffers from psoriasis and really bad psoriasis to the point where she's on biologicals. Mm -hmm. And without the biologicals, like she will flare up Mm -hmm. and it's bad. So we went to Canada and my mom was like, I don't, I don't know if it's the environment or what we're eating or something, but my psoriasis is better. Wow. And we spent a week there. That's amazing. I'm telling you, there's something. I don't know what it is, but there's something. And you see it all the time in the news and in TikTok and social media and all that, mm-hmm. that there's so many additives in 
like in our food here in the US mm -hmm. that are banned or whatever yep. over in the EU or the UK, Canada and all that. Yet for here it's it's fine. Like mm -hmm. we have it in all of our foods. So there's definitely something to that. Yeah. Even in the products that we use. 100% that's another one. The yeah. products that we use are also there's like some things that are safe here but not over no, there. But you you mentioned something else. that I had not thought about water. Yeah. Just the water you bathe in, the water you drink, yeah, you know, exactly. everything. Yeah, you know. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> that was a huge tangent. <laughs> we really went into that one. <laughs> Back to the enteric nervous system. <laughs> so, um, the gut-brain connection, like I said, has been studied for a really long time. Mm -hmm. um, the earliest discoveries of the gut-brain connection was made by the Russian physiologist Ivan Pavlov. He won the Nobel Prize, actually, in 1904 for his research on the cephalic phase. So it basically, the cephalic phase, is it, it initiates the digestive process. So a good example of this is when you see food and you start like salivating and stuff like that. Well, what also happens is that you start uh, releasing pancreatic secretions, so pancreatic enzymes and gastric enzymes. So things that are literally preparing your body for a meal. For digestion, yeah, yeah, for everything. For digestion, yeah. exactly. And there I go, almost falling. <laughs> yeah, that 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 chair is a little finicky. Yeah, but, but oh well. it, it's like our same high. It just works right now. I gotta figure something else out for seating. Yeah. <laughs> What do you guys? Oh yeah, and out there, like, I love this angle. Yeah, this angle is a lot better. Right. Yeah. Okay, there we go with our tangents. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, however, the gut-brain connection is not a one-way street. The gut can also send signals to the brain affecting the mood, cognition, behavior. This was demonstrated by a study published in 2018, which revealed a newly discovered neural circuit that directly links the brain to the gut. The researchers in 2015 used a monosynaptic rabies virus to trace connections between the enteroendocrine cells. So enteroendocrine cells are basically cells in our gut okay that release these type of hormones neurotransmitters okay? okay and then which are specialized gut oh wow it's the next sentence okay which are specialized gut cells that produce hormones and neurotransmitters <laughs> why did you tell me you wrote that i mean i didn't want to interrupt you <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no one's gonna know what enteroendocrine cells are i know that's why i was like well <laughs> okay, so enteroendocrine cells, which are specialized gut cells know. that produce hormones and neurotransmitters, and the neurons that innervate the small intestine and colon. Okay, so those are all linked. Okay, they found that these cells form synapses. So synapses are connections. So connections from nerve cell to nerve cell. Okay, mm -hmm. so synapses with the vagus nerve, which is the main conduit of communication between the gut and the brain. Okay. So this means that the gut can rapidly and selectively transmit information to the brain without involving any immune system or the bloodstream. So it's a direct connection to your brain. That's that's important. Yeah. And that's why it's like so it influences so much. Yeah. You know, because if it's going to go straight there, like immediately then. Yeah. Damn. Okay. 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 Me. <laughs> tired of hearing myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And some of the benefits of having a healthy mind-gut connection are, in, like, as you can imagine, improved digestion. Why did I say it like that? I'm having my synapses are not synapsing. Digestion? <laughs> my synapses are not syn synapsing. 
They're not. Yeah. Um, improved digestion and nutrient absorption. <laughs> there are going. <laughs> My synapses are not synapsing. Synapsing? I don't know. I don't know. Synapsing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, communicating, I guess. Anyway. Let's try that again. Improved digestion and nutrient absorption. Nice. I like this. Yes. All right. Reduced inflammation and immune system response. <laughs> okay. So then that's why it's like, it'll make you healthier because obviously you're going to, unless, what's the word? Inflammation. Yes. So inflammation, just so that everyone's like, how does inflammation lead to yeah. these type of situations? The theory behind it is, is that when there is inflammation, then you have almost what's called like a leaky gut. Mm. So there's like spaces that are supposed to be tight and are not supposed to have, are supposed to be a barrier. And then what happens with inflammation is that you get damage to these certain areas. And then now the barrier is, what is the word that I'm looking for? Compromised. Compromised. <laughs> so basically, when you have that damaged barrier, mm-hmm. it creates a presentation of epitopes, which is something that an antibody can target, and mm-hmm. then it looks foreign to our own body. So this is where our autoimmune diseases come in, and this is the theory behind it, all of that. Okay, so we're talking about like Crohn's and IBS and whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. All right, so enhance mood and emotional stability. So that, I mean, come on, you know, we're always thinking about these days, wellness and all that stuff. Like maybe if we work on our diet, it'll help out our overall wellness, which is our enhanced mood and emotional stability and all that stuff. So lower stress and anxiety levels. Yeah. <laughs> Increase cognitive function and memory. I I could definitely agree with that. Like, I mean, when you're hungry and then... It, no, or not even only that, but like when you're eating healthier, you just think clear, more clear. Yeah. For instance, when we go to Disney, we're typically eating like fast food or whatever. You're not really like at Disney eating freaking healthy, very healthy and clean things, right? Dude, when I'm there and I come back, I'm just like all over the place. Yeah, I am all over the place, even in the bathroom. If you know what I mean, yep. I'm not gonna be specific. So it's like it. You could tell. Yeah. You could tell. And then when I come back, I'm, everything's normal because you know, I'm eating my yeah. normal stuff. But anyway, there's been a lot of I, I work with a lot of kids with ADHD and there's I've had to do my fair share and research on holistic mm. type of ways to deal with these sort of mm-hmm. neural neural or maybe not neural. What am I? What's the word? Behavioral behavioral type of problems. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of patients that will remove certain things yes. from their diet yes and the parents like they swear yeah that it can they have a new child that just w- by eliminating some things i've seen that with the red dye number two yeah mm-hmm. that one's like huge mm-hmm. that apparently it really really affects hyperactivity yeah. and stuff like that so parents have noticed there's it's not just sugar i'm not over here like less sugar no 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 no, no. like i'm talking about it's a specific, thing it's a yeah. dye it's a yeah. dye like there, it could even be something that's sugar free but it has this no. dye mm-hmm. and parents i mean it's all over the web like you could see it everywhere that they eliminate red dye number two and the child is less hyperactive more like even keel as soon as they eat something that has red dye number two and red dye number two is like everywhere it's not only yeah. candy it's also like cereals and, yeah. and a bunch of stuff like that they remove that from their diet and the and the child is a whole different thing okay. like a whole different child but when they take it because i don't know they went to a party and they had something there 
it's like mind blowing. But so it really does affect like mood and all these things. Yeah. And then of course better sleep qual- quality and circadian rhythm because those two are intertwined regardless. And then the mind connection, mind gut connection can also be disrupted by various factors like stress, of course, uh, diet, as we've been saying, infection, medication, and genetics. So there's that. And then you want to, yeah, yeah. So some of the possible consequences of having an unhealthy mind gut connection are irritable bowel syndrome, which we mentioned. Some of these we kind of already mentioned, mm-hmm. but just to kind of reiterate, uh, functional bowel problems. So functional is more like it's a term that we use when we've kind of ruled out the majority of things. And we're yeah. just like it's functional. So it's like something that is maybe, you know, like mind gut. You okay. Know what I mean? Okay. So how can I explain it? It's like you can still like you live a normal life, but you just like have it. Okay. It's just Okay. You're a person, it's like, it's like you're a person that just has it. Okay. Okay. But you're able to like live your life. It doesn't in- inhibit yeah, you. It, exactly. Like it's like recurrent. It's like persistent symptoms, chronic. chronic symptoms that you have and you just have it daily. And there isn't anything specific underlying that we can kind of relate it to. Okay. 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 All right. So that's like very hard to explain to someone. 100%. It's like, where is this coming from? And you're like, it's functional. And they're like, what? yeah because even me i was like yeah what does that even mean yeah so (laughs) i i try yes we i've have given the diagnosis of functional abdominal pain but i mean you have to work that person up and make sure that they don't have anything before you're like it's functional right right so inflammatory bowel disease food allergies is a huge one food intolerances obesity diabetes, autism spectrum disorders, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, anxiety, depression, and there's other mental disorders. Yeah, there's a slew of them. Like every day we're seeing more and more the mind-gut connection to these mental illnesses in essence and how people are able to change their diet and then that really transforms other things and other aspects of their mental health yeah there's a ton of research at least for alzheimer's Mm, yeah there's a ton of research showing that nutrition is essential yeah in in what it is to like maybe try for prevention of alzheimer's exercise as well have you ever read the book genius foods no Okay, so Genius Foods is by Max Lugavere. I think that's how you say his name. But he's a reporter. So his backstory is that he's a reporter and his mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she unfortunately passed Um. from Alzheimer's. And he basically dedicated himself on researching, working with physicians, working with researchers and everything on where does this dementia come from what can help what not and in his whole entire investigation he found that a lot of these dementias come from foods wow you know yeah and not that the food literally causes dementia it's just these type of processed foods and Mm -hmm. foods that maybe aren't antioxidants and Mm -hmm. stuff like that just don't help so he made this book called genius foods And the best part about this is when you read a research paper from a scientist, 
you're bored out yeah. of your mind yeah, yeah. because the language that they use the, the just monotone and straight to the point it's straight like, to the point it's very scientific yeah. it's very hard to read it's very hard to get through. it's hard to understand for the layman person. and it's very hard yeah. to understand yeah but he because he's a reporter mm. okay mm-hmm. he wrote this book and just the way that he communicates that mm. information is just that's great perfect it's it's beautiful it's so intriguing and yeah. you keep reading and you're like wow he explains everything to a t wow you okay. know and in, in the best way possible yeah so highly recommend that book for anyone he actually has his own podcast oh yeah he has his own podcast and it's called genius foods and i listen to it all the time oh that's awesome but he will go food by food what's inside the food why is it better for you why has it has it been linked to preventing dementia right and all these things it's fantastic and his podcast is great too and he also talks not about like his book there but he talks about like other things in the world yeah in his whole entire journey through right. understanding alzheimer's fantastic person wow. okay yeah so anyways so these all of these things are still being studied today so some of the ways to optimize the mind gut connection are eating a balanced and diverse diet that includes probiotics prebiotics fiber antioxidants okay a lot of people say oh i want to take probiotics and probiotics and probiotics mm. but prebiotics are just so are also just as important yeah it's like you need that for the probiotic so what's a like a prebiotic so prebiotic is like the before so what you need in order to benefit from the probiotic okay yeah okay however the research on probiotics mm-hmm. is super wishy-washy really very wishy-washy well, well i'll tell you something like i can't take probiotics yeah i can't the moment that i take probiotics i'm in the toilet yeah it fucks me up like yeah. i don't know what it is about it yeah. but i've tried taking it like when i'm taking antibiotics yeah. that typically they tell exactly. you oh try to pair it with mm-hmm. a probiotic for your floor or whatever dude it yeah. does worse yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. and, I, and like most of the time people are like oh no it's great it helps me out with antibiotics but for me yeah. i can't do it yeah, and it's very wishy-washy. Interesting. Like, a lot of people will say if you have like an acute gastroenteritis to take probiotics, mm. there's the research shows that it doesn't make any difference in your diarrhea symptoms. Hmm. So it's, but again, we're talking about, first of all, these are cultures, right? So these are bacteria. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're ingesting bacteria. You're ingesting these bacteria. Yeah. But how much of that bacteria is still effective, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So this is where that wishy-washiness comes from. So I have no doubt that taking these sort of things, if they're 100% effective, will help you in some way. Right. But it's the way that it's ingested and absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a problem. And prebiotics is the same thing. It's like you're ingesting something that you might just completely digest and not get any benefit that's what i was gonna say our hydrochloric acid in our gut yeah i mean in our stomach before getting to where it's meant to get to might just kill it might kill it yep yeah 100 so i don't know that's just me though yeah (laughs) to me something goes through my hydrochloric acid and kills me (laughs) yeah i would say uh, i would say if you're gonna do like probiotics and prebiotics then maybe you should eat things that have like life cultures in it like yogurt yogurt, kimchi uh, kombucha oh yeah those type of things i, cannot. I hate kombucha oh. i hate kombucha I, I i've had it before and i don't mind the taste of it oh i mind the taste of it a lot i don't uh, i like it i like that so i was working that kimchi-ish type of sourness oh my god okay so i was working at this job in in new york when we were living in new york right and we lived in brooklyn and then i would travel into um 
oh my god what's the name of that area there the washington washington square that mm -hmm. so my job was right off of the washington square right and then right there facing washington square was a whole foods and i was an office bitch at this job right so i would get everybody's like lunch whatever if there was a meeting i had to go get shit for the clients or whatever so i was you know the office bitch so there i went to whole foods and then they're like dude <laughs> the office i worked for they were very granola let's say okay let's just say granola so i i was i mean i didn't last long in that job let's say anyway so they were like yeah um, get us this get us that and one of them was kombucha mm -hmm. and then dude it was like i don't know how many times they asked me for kombucha I'm like what the fuck is this that they keep on asking for they love this shit in this office what the hell is this me my cuban ass had no idea what the hell that was so <laughs> okay there i go and i'm like i'm gonna get an extra one for myself yeah let's see what this is i was thinking that it was like a juice yeah you know like because it comes like in very cute bottles yeah, yeah, yeah. with colors like they're all different colors and then they say that they're like strawberry or mango yeah, or whatever yeah. they say that mira <laughs> so there i was in my desk and i open it up and i think mine was supposed to be strawberry supposed to be and i'm like oh yeah cool and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> i was like this is straight up vinegar yeah, it's like sour. I was like, and these bitches are drinking this left and right. Dude, they had like a kombucha all the time. All the time. And I'm like, this is disgusting. And then when I turned around, it, oh yeah, it has live cultures and all that. I'm like, this is like a yogurt juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yogurt juice. I was like, fuck right off of that. Like, this is disgusting. What's wrong with you people? How do you, how do you people think this is yummy? I kind of liked it. I just stopped Ugh. though, because I thought it was breaking me out, but. Horrible. Horrible. I, I'm telling you, like I had a sip and I almost, I almost spit it out on my desk. <laughs> and the worst part about it is that it was, again, this was a very granola environment. So it's all like very open spaces. So it's like a mm -hmm. big desk and I'm sharing it with four or five people. And then there's another big desk and another four or five people and whatever. So I'm here and I'm like, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, if I spit this out, one, I'll land on my computer and two, I'll probably land on my boss that is right across from me <laughs> as I'm booking her fucking flights. Flights? También? Yeah, no, I did everything. I was, I was the office bitch. I was like, this is the worst. I that I'm just like work trips or was like, personal trips? Both. Oh, I was, I oh was, oh my god, Kevina. I was, yeah, no, I was her bitch. And I had to schedule her. She was moving her car from California to New York. I had to figure that shit out too. Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Did they at least pay you a Those lot? Those days, no. No. Hence why I left. I'm like, I think I'm smarter than this shit. Yeah. Bro. Like, I, for you. I was just like, I can't. This isn't even science related. And I don't like uh, to give myself a lot. Like, I don't. I'm not a doctor. Like, she's a doctor. She's a full-ass doctor. Oh, my God. Okay? I don't want to give myself a lot. I just have a... I'm just a curious person. Okay? Yeah. That, that's just my... That's my shtick. My shtick is that I'm a curious person and I... And whatever. And I go off of that. But I was just like... It was mind-numbing. Because it was all about how... Let's let market for these clients. And then I was like, all oh, this... But there was one client that he was, like, insufferable. Oh. He was like all about like gym and wellness and super granola bullshit. And I'm here in these meetings because I'm like taking notes like for the meetings. And I'm just like wrong, 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 wrong. Are, are you telling your clients to eat this? And I'm just like, I can't. I can't. Like this. 
How did you quit? I sent a letter and I'm like, this is my two week notice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it was a big, how could she do this to me? She made it like a huge stink and everything because dude, I did everything for her. Yeah. And it was like right before. Oh, you gave her two weeks. Yeah. And it was before the holidays because I was going to come back here to Miami and spend two weeks here. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, I'm not going to go ahead and take two weeks off and then come back and quit. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to go ahead and just do it now. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if not, oh, no, she was the type of person that she would email me like a 9, 10, 11 at night for all these things. And I'm just like, I'm not getting paid enough for this, Yeah, 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 no. I'm not. It was supposed to be a part-time. Never. Was it a part-time? I was there, like, all day, every day, whatever. I could. But, yeah, the things that I would hear, like, these clients about all this, about wellness and all, I'm just like, there's a lot of... Guys, just be careful with what you hear out there, especially on TikTok. She was just looking right now, which is part of this, because it's the, the gut and people are investing yeah. this. Do not follow the trend on TikTok about drinking Boric borax. Acid. yeah. Don't do it. What is the obsession lately with Tide Pods? With oh, eating, yeah. that's it what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's like something about detergents and washing and all these cleaning fluids that people just want to drink. What? It, no, please don't do that. Please don't. So I showed her a video on TikTok, which is a doctor that that we follow on Fun- Funny Medicine Podcast. Mm-hmm. Look for us there on TikTok, mm-hmm. and we follow him, and he's really good at debunking with science and facts on all these yeah. stupid trends. And one of them that I didn't even know until he brought it up was people are drinking boric acid like days. Like, oh, yeah, I'm on day whatever of drinking it. And I was like, and they say, oh, because it's natural. Like he said, arsenic is also natural. Lead is also natural. Don't do it. Don't do it. So always be careful on what you hear on these trends. It was like me listening to this client in this meeting. I was like. And then there's people literally jump on. And I'm like, no. No. You literally kill no. roaches with boric acid. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But we digressed. Um, anyway, yes. so um, were you talking or was I talking? You were talking. Oh, I was okay. <laughs> Avoiding processed foods, added sugars, and artificial sweeteners. For sure. I mean, we've all heard that processed foods, the more and more studies are being conducted on it, the worse we're finding out about it. Like, for instance, hot dogs like horrific terrible the stuff that's coming out on hot dogs but what about costco hot dogs <laughs> i'm just kidding i just love them i love cheese dogs oh man oh, a good cheese dog <laughs> <laughs> if you guys aren't watching on video good <laughs> thank god let's just say good managing stress and practicing relaxation techniques okay getting enough sleep and exercise for sure our last couple of episodes have been about that Listening to your gut feelings and intuition. I mean, it is a mind-gut connection. Feel it. Feel it. In your gut. The mind-gut connection is a fascinating topic that has gained popularity in the recent years. Many social media users are interested in learning more about their gut, how it affects their brain, and vice versa. And that's what we're here talking about. Now, one thing that I kept on bumping into as I was doing the research for this is the Human Microbiome Project. Maybe some of you that are in like the science world have heard of it. And if you haven't, we're going to give you like a little bit of a snippet snippet about it because it's super interesting and we're learning so much about ourselves with yeah. it. So go right ahead. 
So since the gut and the brain are connected, just like we've been saying, by networks of nerves, the enteric nervous system, the hormones and microbes, all the little goodness. So microbes is everything, Mm -hmm. bacteria, viruses, fungi, everything that lives inside of us. Okay. So what that means is that it can greatly influence our health and well-being. So it's part of us, right? The U.S. Human Microbiome Project, funded by the NIH, studied how different people have different gut microbes and how it affects their health. They found that the gut microbes can change due to factors like diet, stress, exercise. So everything that we just said, they are basically starting to research it and see what is turning up. Yeah. Okay. Like, how is it actually working? Yeah. How is it working? What is it that you're doing differently from everyone else? And then also... If this can lead to chronic disease, like digestive Mm -hmm. problems, heart disease, mental disease. Right. So scientists are looking for ways to change the gut microbes to improve gut brain link and prevent or treat these diseases. So one way to increase it is to increase the variety of gut microbes, which can help with mental health. This has been studied a lot by Sungha Lee and her team. Sue Holly, she's basically a PhD and she's... She's done a lot of research on this. On this, this whole entire, you know, mental health and its association with the gut microbiome. Yeah. So the gut-brain link is important to consider when we choose what to eat, what to eat. Um, We can listen to our bodies and make better choices for our health. Having a healthy gut means having a healthy brain and body. Remember, you You are are what you eat. We actually didn't even plan that out. (laughs) That worked out good. (laughs) (laughs) How you like that? What's up? Well, we did eat the same thing, so maybe we're yes connecting in our mind bodies in that way. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this was like fiesta, fiesta. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It was awful. I'm like I'm a mom, but I say a lot of like dad puns and dad jokes. Unfortunately, it's a bad it's a bad habit. I need to break it. Anyway, so thank you for tuning in. Keep on subscribing. Check out our Patreon. If you think this is funny, we have even funnier stuff on Patreon, which we're going to do now with some changes of appearances. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) She's not looking forward to it. But you guys voted for it. You guys voted for it. So we will deliver. Um, Check that out on Patreon. See everyone on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Like, comment, review us on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, etc. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Funny Medicine Podcast. Our Gmail is at funnymedicine305 at gmail.com. And remember, we are not diagnosing you. Definitely not. Just funny stuff. See you later, guys. <laughs>